This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm SD Sports reporter Deepan Raj Ganesan and this is The Hard Tackle. Singapore football fans are saying konnichiwa once again after it was announced at the start of February that former Japan national team assistant Sutomu Ogura will be the new head coach of the Lions. Ogura, of course, is the third Japanese coach in a row to take charge of the Lions. So, does the FAS led by President Bernard Tan have a Japanese bias? What led to Ogura's appointment and what have his first days been like? To answer those questions themselves, I've invited Ogura and Bernard to join me in the studio today. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Bernard. Hello, Coach Ogura. Hi, Deepan. Nice to have you. Hello. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Bernard, I think that the process or rather the reason for why we wanted to have this interview is to give perhaps fans, uh, members of the media, some clarity behind the process of hiring a a coach. Uh, Would you agree with me first and foremost that perhaps that understanding is important for the fans to have so that people don't question whether there's a bias like I mentioned in the intro. Do you think that clarity is important and do you see why I I wanted to have you in to explain that? Uh, I suppose fans are very curious of uh, how we reach decisions on various footballing uh, uh, aspects of the game. Very happy to talk to the fans on areas where I can actually be very candid. Uh, And in this, I suppose there's a lot of things that I can share with you and uh, hopefully be of interest to the fans and be something that uh, people will be happy to listen to. All right. Coach Ogura, I will come to you more later on to ask you questions. But my first question to you is, you've been in Singapore for, I think, three weeks now. Uh, What do you think about the country? Do you like the weather? Do you like the food? Yeah, so I like uh, the food very much. I try to the bakhtay, then also uh, many kind of uh, Singapore food. I like very much. Uh, Just moments, I, I don't go to the Japanese restaurant as well. The weather is for me is very good. I don't like to the Japanese winter. It's meaning so I like a summer, the same like uh, Singapore. I like uh, weather also very much. Okay, fantastic to hear. That's that's the easiest question that I'll ask you today, Coach Ogura. Thank you very much. Please, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the questions later will be tougher. I'll just ah, add. I'll just add in. I offered to bring him to a Japanese restaurant. He wanted Hokkien Mee instead. Wow, <laughs> adapting to Singapore from the start. I think that's what fans will want to hear. Bernard, to go to you now, um, the the first question I've got to ask is, when did the process to replace Coach Nishigaya start? And what is this process like? Is this as simple as football manager where I just go in, look at coaches and Mm. right-click and try to speak to them higher? What was your process like? No, certainly not. If you look at the history of our coaches in Singapore, very rarely do we actually uh, terminate the services of a coach prior to the completion of the contract. I think you can trace back, you know, many, many years. And usually, we allow the coach to see through the contract. So the fact that we actually uh, had terminated Coach Nishigaya's contract six months before the end of his term um, shows that this was something that was taken outside normal uh, processes. Um, Without going to too much detail, obviously, when you decided that it is perhaps a good thing to start the new coach a little bit earlier, and in the case, we've been quite candid to the public Uh, we wanted to give the new coach a fair run. Um, We have two tournaments that we face right in front of us. The first is obviously the World Cup qualifiers that goes on till June. But the more important thing is to give the new coach a run all the way to the AFF. And we felt that a 12-month runway was perhaps the best thing for Singapore football going forward rather than a six-month runway with no games, no competitive games in between. So once the decision was taken that it was good to replace uh, our existing coach early, 
then we had to start the process. What was difficult was obviously we could not advertise. Um, for those people who are fans of the EPL or anything like that, we know coaches, there's always a, a league table of which coach will be sacked the next month, right? Mm. And obviously, when that appears, there's already indication that clubs are actually looking at alternatives. And so for us, we also had to develop those alternatives. But the difficulty was, there were very, very important games that were taking place then. Um, if you do recall, in November, we had two qualifying games against Guam. And then in December, we played South Korea as well as Thailand. And we were very clear that those games needed to be seen through with the older coach because the decision taken was just about a few weeks before that. So it had to be done in an atmosphere of complete confidentiality. And people we approached had to also assure us that the talk of uh, you know, a search for a new coach did not leak. So it was kept to a very small number of people. Um, obviously, the ex-co took the decision that we needed a change and it was good to give the new coach a longer runway. Once we took that decision, then the search process started. Okay, so when, when it comes to the search process, do people get in touch with you or do you cast the net? And I, I understand the need for uh, wanting to, to for it to be sort of under the radar because mm. you don't want mm. it to be played out in public. Mm. But... How, how does that process then work? You know, who, a, how do you start looking? So it's a little bit of both ways, right? Because once um, there's a sense that a coach is vulnerable, people do approach you. That's one mm. aspect. But obviously, you also have to have a, a system in which you start to make a decision. One way is obviously to put out an ad and then get people to apply. And then you go through the entire process of you know trimming down all the applicants you get. But the other is to kind of have some key uh, requirements that you think your new coach needs to have, right? And then kind of identify those people that could meet it and then approach them as well and says, are you interested in having a discussion? And once you do that, the agent will also get a sense of what you're looking for and then they will start making two or three other recommendations as well. And so that process actually took place. So what was your requirement or rather what was FAS's requirement for the new coach? Did you set out two or three things that were a must-have in the new coach or what were the criteria? Mm. So there are a lot of criteria you want to look for a coach, but obviously you're not going to get one person that meets everything, right? So you have to kind of prioritise. You know, I work in the business world and I've of course recruited many, many people and one of the key things you do is you interview the person and you try to make an evaluation. Most people will tell you that interview alone is a very, very poor indicator of how the person will perform, uh, at best 50%. But what's a better indicator is the track record, right? And the more recent your track record, the more important and better it is. And so one of the key things we wanted was a coach who had a good track record. And more importantly for us, a person familiar with Asia, right? That you knew Asia. I think there's a different culture and a different level of football that we play here in Southeast Asia. Uh, and more importantly, that it was comfortable in developing youth, which is again, very, very, very important to us. Um, remember, we are in this period in which we're trying to develop a new football journey for Singapore. This is largely linked to the Unleash the Raw movement, where we are investing a lot in the youth pipeline. So we wanted a new coach to also start to see how we can develop the youth going forward. So I think those three things, if you good track record, right, 
very, very important that he understands the Asian context and most importantly, that he's comfortable with the youth. I think those three were perhaps the places that we started. And then, of course, we can go into different directions from there. Okay, Coach Ogura, uh, when was the first time you heard of interest or the possibility of coming to Singapore to manage the national team? And what was your first thought when someone approached you and said, would you want to come to Singapore? Yeah, so uh, for me, it's the first time. So I'm here to about so in a new offer to come in. So for me, it's a uh, first thing is very interesting uh, because so uh, since so 35 years ago, I live in for Germany two and a half years. But since 35 years, so I never live in for in uh, outside. Then also I want to challenge something. Okay, I have uh, experience like uh, uh, about 30 years as a coach, a head coach. They're also sport director in jelly, but so I need to some uh, challenge. This my uh, age, maybe so for my age, it's a last chance to uh, go out to the challenge. This is so for me, it's very interesting. It's an offer to come into first impression. Okay, so when you hear about the offer, what is the first thing that you do? Do you go to internet and search Singapore, the results? Do you look at the age of the, the national team players? What did you do when you? had an interest in taking over Singapore? Yeah, so uh, it's uh, easy to the research for internet. So I, I watch in the White Scouts, so in the watching the uh, against Thailand, against China, uh, against Korean, against Guam or something. Uh, this is also important, but this is the past. Uh, we challenge it now in the future because for me it's uh, important before, I respect, but uh, I want to see the player, is, this player is not join or not join, that the matter. Yeah, so if I pick up a new one, it's like a new challenge. Of course, so experience a young one for me is that the matter. Yeah, but so easy to I research for internet or like a white scout or something. Yeah, then also social life I check in. Mm. So in the uh, very expe- very expensive alcohol or something. <laughs> yeah, this also okay. I research because you need to know what the country is like that that you're moving to, and that that was important in your in your research, I assume. Uh, Bernard. When it comes to podcasts, I, I think for me, the, the, the one of the most important things and the reason why we do this is, to me, education. Basically, educating fans on what the situation is like, uh, the kind of thought process that goes behind it. And a lot of times when I look at social media, Facebook, or even some fans that come and ask me, a very common question, and I'm not really slamming fans because every fan is entitled to ask these questions. Of course, yeah. They, they, they question, why can't we appoint a... For, I'm just showing some names. Mm a Park Hang Seo, like a, mm. a known coach, someone who's, who's, who's big in the coaching world. Mm. Why can't Singapore, a first world mm. nation, appoint a coach like that? Mm. I'm, I'm going to leave this to you to try and explain. If mm. a fan were to come and approach mm. you and ask you this, how would you explain it to yeah, me? Yeah, so, you know, um, out of jest, right? So many people have uh, uh, messaged me uh, suggestions, you know. So obviously, Jose Mourinho, when he was dismissed by Roma, they says, why don't you give an attempt to go for him? And of course, when Jürgen Klopp announced that he was going to leave Liverpool, says, why don't we, uh, you know, hire Jürgen Klopp? So uh, that's just obviously at one level. And then of course, there are many, many suggestions that people have had. So I think the two considerations, first, obviously, is the level that we are at, right? Now, you know, I always describe the case, right? If you you have a, a, a car, let's say a Haas team, and you asked Max Verstappen to drive that Haas car, there's only so much he can do. He was made to drive the, you know, the Red Bull, right? And actually uh, race that car because he's at an elite level. So, of course, for elite managers, 
they will look for elite opportunities. It's not automatically very obvious that they will choose, you know, to a, to a job. So obviously when you go down that level, you will have people who have uh, different ambitions and there are certain portions that would never really consider the job. Then there are other people who would only consider the job under certain circumstances, including, you know, yeah, and they will make a whole list of demands. And it's also very impingent on us to assess, are these demands even reasonable? And so, again, certain coaches would also be, be outside there. But I'm also very happy to say that during the search process, the desire to coach Singapore is actually quite high. I think for a whole series of reasons, um, many people feel that there's huge potential in which we are still uh, untapped. Singapore is also an attractive location to live and work. And, and that one we cannot also dismiss. And the fact that we also have a good system in, in, in place also attracts people to come. So we've had quite significant amount of uh, people apply. But certainly, you, you can't throw this job to a whole universe of people. Certain people would not even look at it. And certain demands, you probably don't want to meet as well. So could you give us an example of what are the kind of demands people make when it comes to jobs So like one this? is that we'll bring an entire team. Mm. Right? So not only them, but they want to bring four or five other people to come. That's something that some is quite frequent in coaches. I must confess for Coach Ogura, he has been extremely progressive. He has made a commitment, and I'm taking words for him now, that he will work with our local people because he thinks that his job is also to develop the local coaches. And it's one of the reasons why we were very attracted to him. In fact, I think he's uh, going to take some of our local coaches from the clubs to actually participate in the World Cup qualifier with him as well. And I didn't put that idea in his mind. He actually made that decision on his own. right? And I'll allow him to speak on that if he wants to. So, Coach Ogura, one of the attractions was he was going to work with our people and he was going to develop our people along the same way. Okay. Um, just closing in on, before you closed in on Ogura, I know how many coaches were in your final shortlist and what made Coach Ogura stand out compared to the others that were in the final shortlist? So, I've learned in past that it's not good to interview everybody. Um, once you do an interview with everybody, you end up, I'll use the word, pissing off <laughs> people who you don't go back to. So, I think when we look at the whole universe of possibilities, it's important to shortlist and be very serious on a shortlist. And once you go to the shortlist, and you speak to them, it's important for you to be quite serious. That means it's either you're going to hire, right, and it's going to be among these few people. So we went to a, a quite strict shortlist and we spoke to two or three other coaches, right? Uh, Coach Ogura stood out, I, I, I would say, you know, for quite early on for a few reasons. Number one, I am authentically impressed by what he's done with Tokyo Verdi. When we spoke to him, they were still not in the playoffs, <laughs> right? Uh, they were trying to make sure they were finishing in the playoff positions, right, in J2. And so he still had a lot of work to do. But we started looking at the way Verdi was playing. We, like he looks at Scott, we also had analysis. And, you know, his transition, uh, his defensive formation, his counterattacks, very, very impressive. And those of you who enjoy looking at these things can actually have a look at how Verdi plays, right? So one thing was obviously the way Verdi played was very important. But when you started to look at his CVs, he started to hit all the points. Number one, he's worked overseas before. Obviously, he's Asian, you know, and if you look at all his clubs, right, they've worked with, 
when he was Yokohama Marinos, he worked with Thai players, right? He worked with Indonesian players. So he knows a little bit of our Asian culture and he is quite familiar with that. So he hit that. He definitely hit the youth development given the fact that he's worked with the youth teams as well as the Japanese Olympic team. So we thought he hit that as well. Um, he's also got a huge wealth of knowledge having worked as a sporting director. So a sporting director is a technical director in another name is in the club. And that means he looks at player potential, he scouts, he develops, he recruits. And so these elements also worked very well in developing the youth here. So in short, there were a lot of reasons to continue talking to him, right? Uh, and the more we spoke to him, I think the more convinced we were that he hit the right things. But the most important thing I will tell you this is his commitment to actually making this not just a short-term assignment, but a project. So he looked at this as a challenge. He told me it's a personal challenge. He wants to do this in order to develop a system in which we will produce uh, better national teams in the years to come. Okay. Coach, um, once the offer came in for you to be Singapore head coach, did you speak to people first before you made the decision or you did not need to speak to people? You were confident of yourself that, yes, I want to do this job. Yeah, so uh, a little bit talking to the only four family, but other one not so much talking because so we asked to the, some people, but so decision making to me. So uh, every time it's the same. So I have experience for uh, since uh, 30 years. So some team is offered to me. So I don't want to so much people talking about so my offer. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, so I will talk to the my family. Then I will decide it myself. Okay. So why are you confident that you can help Singapore football? You know, you say that you have um, ex 30 years experience. I agree. It's 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 a very long time in football. But why are you so confident that you can help Singapore football? Yeah, but so, I say to the 30 years so in my coaching career, it's not guarantee. I understood so about so 30 years, it's past. Just now we are starting about Singapore football, but I worked for about uh, eight years working for as a football federation in Japan. Uh, I visit travel, uh, travel for in a lot of world, especially for Asia. Then uh, also I visited many ASEAN, so Vietnam, Singapore, for Malaysia or Indonesia. I knew a little bit about ASEAN football. Then so my experience so uh, give to the uh, in the Singapore football coach, then also player. Then we can make some team. So presenter before uh, explain to about me. Then also I want to do some make uh, like family. It's like a Singapore family together with a Japanese, Singaporean, whatever want. Then if we're working for in the Singapore FA, we are making some team. This kind of atmosphere, uh, I want to push. This are, it, It's my strong point. Okay. So basically building a, a family-like environment within the team seems to be important to him. Bernard, um, the average fan again will say, and, and I said this in my intro, a third straight Japanese mm. coach. And, and you can't fault them, right? Because factually, it is a third, third straight time they have hired a Japanese coach. Was there any point in the process where you, and be honest with me, where you thought about just not appointing a, a Japanese coach just so that you can avoid this claim of bias from people? So mm. just to eliminate that talk, mm. let's not just appoint a Japanese coach. I, I must say, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised by the issue of being, you know, biased. No, first thing first is that uh, we did have 
two two Japanese candidates, but we had a Spanish person, we had two Englishmen, right? Um, that we seriously considered. But you know, the first thing that surprises me is obviously in terms of the pedigree of coaches in Asia, it would not be surprised, right? Surprising to you to know that the Japanese and the Korean coaches are in high demand, right? Throughout Asia. If you look at the global stage, I mean, if you think about the coaches that coach foreign teams, uh, the Spanish, the Germans tend to be huge demand, right? And for obvious reasons, people like the style that Spain plays. The Germans have a very technical way of approaching the game. You sometimes have Serbian and Croatian coaches because obviously they work very well with, uh, with very little resources and they produce outstanding results. So certain nationalities have a pedigree. And I think it, it, any fan in Singapore can be can look around the region and admit, right, that the Japanese have got the ecosystem right. Um, they have been on an upward trend. Their team is ranked 18th in the world, right, the highest that an Asian team has been ranked in modern history. So I think, you know, there's a lot to learn from the Japanese ecosystem. And to me, I think it was natural that more of the candidates would come from Japan. Um, but I didn't have a desire to say, well, you know, just avoid a Jap Japanese coach. I think to do so would hamper the whole process. So if you ask the question, was there a bias or a deal? No, the answer was no, right? I think the CV speaks for himself. The reasons why we, we spoke to him was quite clear. But I, I must say this, right? It was quite important for me, given the fact of all the things that we wanted to do, that there needed to be some functional uh, ability to speak English. And Coach Ogura met that, that, that requirement. I must say, it's not just a problem for Japanese people. We had a Spanish coach who couldn't speak English. And very quickly in that process, I thought it was going to be a very difficult thing. Okay. And to me, this is my question, no longer what the, the fans would think, but do you feel at the moment locals are, are not ready for such a job? And what can the FAS or you as president do to ensure that the development of a local coach to take on such a job in the future takes place. So, um, for example, has the FAS thought of having a local head coach from SPL club, a doublehead as an assistant with the national team as well? Someone apart from Nazri. So, with, with no lack of respect, I'm talking about someone who people can see taking on this job in the future. Is that something that you have thought about? Yeah, so, but it's a choice for Coach Ogura to pursue. Uh, I'm happy to say that he has an idea to do exactly that, but I'll leave Coach Ogura to make that announcement when he, when he feels fit. So there will be a Singapore coach joining his team during the World Cup qualifiers. But more importantly, we are not ignoring the fact that Singaporeans should actually, at the end of the day, hold principal appointments within the FA. But the key is obviously the timing and the requirements of the team at this present moment. Um, we are about to announce uh, investment in local coaches. And I won't steal the thunder, but there will be an investment to help local coaches develop uh, quite significantly in the next few weeks. And that's our investment to the future so that Singapore coaches can return to Singapore in a way that they can lead the FA as well as the uh, national teams in a more significant way. Okay, Coach Ogura, how important is it for you that in your time here in Singapore that you also help to develop a local coach to take over the national team one day. So, for example, I think there are a lot of uh, countries in the world or clubs in the world where once the head coach leaves, the assistant comes in straight away. I think, for example, 
Tajikistan have, have just done that. When Peter Sagat left, the assistant took over. Is that something that you hope to do? And is there anything that you can share about how you want a local coach to work with your team? Yes, so uh, normally my experience also uh, when I'm coach starting, so many foreigner coach, I work together. So like Croatian, Dutch or uh, Germany for many foreign country coach uh, work together with me. For me, it's a very good experience. Okay, so uh, speak uh, German, speak English, I can learn from them. Then also like how to make training, how to contact the player. There's also a lot of things I learn from uh, those coaches. But it's more important, it's like human being. The football is life. It's kind of thing for like, uh, for example, uh, when a coach is uh, talking to the player before a game, so they're talking about many uh, kind of experience or like uh, talking to the player. This also I learn from them, not only coaching, but how to contact the player, then how to talk the speech the player before a game, something like that. This also, uh, if I work together with local coach, so I give to advice to them, then work together. Then also I learn from a local coach too. Not only I give to the advice to them, because so local coach are new in the Singapore football, then quite detailed, no football ability in the Singapore player. Then also mentality of culture or religion for everything. So in local culture, uh, local coach knew before, but I didn't know that. Just now also, I don't know detail, but if local coach help me, for me, it's very important. Then I give to them, so something my experience, then they are also uh, something to the good experience for in the Singapore football coach, because so I visit, so since uh, three weeks, I visit all club, then I watching the training, then I watching the talking to the coach. Uh, Sometimes I talk to the president or sport director, in talking about their knowledge. I want to know in uh, Singapore football, I learn from them. Then also sometimes I talk to some coach to knowledge uh, switch each other. For me, it's a very good experience. Then also some coach is a very good philosophy they have. Then some coaches invite to the meeting, team meeting also. Mm. I say first time, I say, no, oh, this is your space, not my space. But so uh, he requested me, please come, come. Then I joined. Then I'm very surprised. So this meeting is very good. Then I'm watching the uh, training. Also very clear because I joined the training or like this. Uh, I'm watching the uh, meeting before. Then I go to the watching training. Uh, I understand very easy to how to do or how to make training, then how to philosophy, the provide to the player. This kind of thing for me is very important. Then so if we are together, to working to national team, then coaches also development, also player uh, want to do something to change. Their feeling is for me is very important. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I have to ask. So who who are you looking at in terms of a local coach to to join you in the national team? Yeah. Yeah. You will know. So uh, <laughs> a, a few week or a few day later. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So hoping. So who is going? To, yeah, everybody think who you know, I don't know, but mm-hmm. so later you will know. Yeah, he knows them all. <laughs> I, I, I tried getting him on record, but you know, I've got to try. Yeah. Uh, Bernard, for you, is that part of it extremely important to you that there is this pathway or there is this 
future planning and it's not just about these two years it's just not about the World Cup qualifiers or the AFF that he must leave behind some sense of progressiveness I think we've always uh, desired that that means whenever we hire a foreign talent he must leave a footprint a large footprint behind that other people can benefit from and obviously people who can follow the, the footsteps uh, it, we, we're not successful all the time but certainly in every project we want to make sure that Singapore benefits from the entire system. There are two ways to do this. Obviously, we hire a foreigner, comes in, and he works with you. And obviously, that, that level of osmosis gets there. I must, you know, emphasize this. Coach Ogura, when he was working, you know, in Yokohama Marinos, there were at least three, three managers who went through, right? Um, not least for Spurs fans, and Postagoglu. And if you ever get him in another podcast, he can talk to you a little bit of the experience there. Definitely a foreign coach with very progressive ideas. The ideas do have a, an effect on the coaches that leave behind and we hope that to be the case. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we wanted to invite Ogura because he was willing to work with the locals. So that's very important. But the second is we need to make sure that our local coaches, especially the better ones, are exposed. And the exposure means that we need to give them an opportunity to go and experience football in other territories. And that's something that, again, you know, we are we are trying to prepare. Okay. Coach Ogura, you, you said you've attended a few training sessions. Uh, you've met players or, or coaches. Based on training so far, um, has anything impressed you so far? What, what do you like that you see? Yes. So, of course, now is a season start. So, like, uh, so a little bit take a time. So, just now, uh, beginning of preparation, uh, in meaning, so, no, be, so, high intensity so because so they take care about uh, injury or something but everybody is uh, of course coaching uh, head coach it try hard but player is very honestly it's uh, playing the every day so uh, like if for uh, they run for 100 meter everybody is 100% it's sprint or something then i for me it's a very good impression but sometimes so in a foreigner is coming so one team is a two three foreigner it's a beginning of the season for in Japan also in not so much like so 70-80%. But in this team, so I, I cannot say uh, which team, but in this team it's very hard. It's uh, like foreigner is leading in the running. So every time in the front is running. This is also very important. So if uh, some foreigner is joined to the SPL, this kind of foreigner, so better employee. So I, I'm very good impression because of this team also uh, in the preseason match, it's play also same uh, relationship between the training in the game then this kind of team then so uh, they're foreigner it's a very hard work then also local also grow together this also good harmony in the team so this is a good Im impression that now okay so you you have gone to a few friendly matches you have seen training whether it's your notebook or any paper that you have have you already written down some names have you seen certain players that you have wanted to go and ask whether it's President or Eric more about. Have you some names ready? Do you uh, read uh, by book? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can show me the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's note, it's nothing <laughs> to writing. Uh, of course, so uh, some name already researched, but not only the game. So uh, we are so two, two months before already watching the game or for player or not or something. But so for me, it's uh, important. So uh, before uh, in play already player, we knew 
So some game watching to the player name, but looking for some new player also. If、uh, we are 23 field player plus three goalkeeper, so we need something from a new player also a chance to get because so overseas player of course, but so an SPL player is I said to the before press conference, the door is open. So if something to ambition to be national team want to join. That matter. So, if seventeen years, eighteen years old is for me, is that matter? If plays good, I want to nominate this kind of thing like nominate. I want to break through in this generation. Is I want to be successful. This kind of strong mentality player, I want to give the chance. Okay. Yeah, this also I watching the all the game.、Mm-hmm. So, what about our overseas players? Have you been been watching our our Iksan, our Irfan Fandi? Um, you know, will will they be be part of your first squad? Yes. So I'm watching the many players because so not、uh, not only me. So my assistant coach, so local coach for Japanese coach now. So looking many、uh, game. Yeah. For example, like yesterday, so、uh, BG, Patam against、uh, Bangkok United. It's Bangkok derby.、Uh, we watching the game. So like、uh, I don't know. So、uh, one player for Belgium, one player Indonesia. So. Two or three or Indonesia, then two in the. But of course, so Malaysia not open、mm. now is a、uh, season off, yeah. Then so, but、uh, Thailand in the Indonesia already has a game. We will check everything.、Yeah? Okay, fantastic. Not me, so not only me. Yes. So all staff, local、mm. coach or Japanese coach,、mm. every coach is for me is a like work style. It not like top down every time. So we, I give it some、uh, task to the coaching. Then they will do. They they also inform to me. But I also working. But I provide to the own task. Then we are make some team. That's kind of so my philosophy. Okay, winding down to the last questions, Ben. I'm sure you've sp- spoken to people in the community. I'm sure you've spoken to some players, coaches. What has been the the reaction so far since、uh, he's been appointed? What are the feelers that you get so far? I think it's generally been very, very positive. Partly to do with the fact that、uh, Guru's personality is quite engaging, and I know you have probably had some time with him as well. You know, on an informal basis, and he's very easy to talk to.、Uh, I always think that you know, Guru, one of his most charming aspects, he's a, he's a very good storyteller. Maybe he doesn't come across you know in this podcast, but one day if you have a time and you can ask him about football stories, he has quite a lot to tell. And that makes him a, a person that you can talk to and relate to. Most importantly, and he he has mentioned that the team ethos and spirit is the most important.、Um, he also has a habit of engaging players one to one, and he thinks that's very important. So I think for the players who are not used or, or maybe、uh, require this, would respond very positively to him. So I again ask you know everyone in the community to give his full support as he engages in.、Uh, Perhaps the next four matches are very, very difficult matches, and to give him the opportunity to show what he can do with the the Lions team.、Uh, the last question about the the appointment、uh, mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about was, you know, who do you seek counsel from before you make the appointment, and and is this an appointment that you take sole responsibility for? That in the case of the next two years, whether or not it's a success or a failure, will, will you be willing to stand behind and say? This was my appointment, and I was confident of it. Well, Deepan, the the truth is basically, you know,、um, I'm old enough in 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 the world of business to know that I do not hold a majority of、uh, a wisdom, and especially when it comes to hiring people, 
I do make sure that I take, how we say, advice, right, from different people to say, if we do this, what are the risks? What are the problems? What are the issues? And of course, with the appointment of a national coach, the same thing takes place. Um, so among the FAS, you know, the exco takes a lot of these decisions and I do take significant advice from them. In the end of the day, however, we also know, right, that when it comes to choosing people, if you have five people, sometimes you have six opinions. So the, the truth is, at the end of the day, in order to force a consensus, uh, there needs to be somebody who takes a lead and says, I think we can do this. This is something that's, uh, you know, is important. And, and you kind of form that consensus. So obviously, you know, I had to play that role as well. Am I confident he will succeed? He himself has said there's no guarantees in football, but I think we have a very, very good chance under him. Okay, fantastic. Coach, you have the matches against China coming up very soon. Uh, what is the plan before those matches? Are you having a training camp? Are you having any friendly matches? Yes, uh, that moment, so we have uh, no friendly game. So, but before so central training, so uh, we start so small group because the overseas player is uh, not joined out of the FIFA window. But so in the local player, is uh, we can calling about four or five days. So uh, between the small group, the middle group, then from 18, it's like a fourth group, something to the upload to the individually in the group. The first, uh, we would like to the share to my concept. Then uh, my concept is now in the Singapore national team concept. Then we are share to the coaching staff, then also player. Because so player uh, believe our football, then we get confidence. This is also very important. They are like, ah, maybe so uh, this is a football good or no good, that doesn't matter. Believe is very important. So if we share to the our football, please so in uh, believe it so ourselves, myself too. Because if between the player to player, it's a good relationship, trust each other. Then also like synergy to the player group, then coaching staff group, also synergy. Then make some group getting confidence. So I have experience. Uh, first important, we believe our football. It's meaning, so our football is like base. If something, so you know, we lost a goal, opponent leading the game, but we need to believe our game. This also maybe so something 1-0 or leading, or maybe opponent 1-0 leading, 2-0 even. But we believe so in ourselves to concentration to our football, then maybe it's something changed. To one, to two, it's possible. This mm -hmm. is my uh, strategy for football. This kind of thing, we can talk to each other. Of course, so not only one way. The player also talk to about for in our football. Why say this is not my football? This is our football, meaning so our football belong to the coach, but belong to the player. It's all totally is our football. Mm -hmm. This is Singapore football. It's, I think if we can believe it's all, not only one or two players it not believe, it's no good. It's all everyone the coaches, everyone mm. is believe it, then we can improve it. So this concept um, of Singapore, the national team football, will you share it with us before the China game or is it after the China game that you will yeah, share with us? I, I talked to the press conference, same thing. So I want to share it first, play it first. So I never talked to the president also mm. because it's a, first is a players. Of course, so share to the coaches, but I want to share it first with the player. After that, so maybe 
Mr. Deepan san is watching, <laughs> so another、uh, mass media also in a fan was watching. Then, ah, this is、uh, our football. So, this is no agree or disagree, that doesn't matter. But for me, it's very important. It's a、uh, uh, Singapore football, it's one subject. They everyone talk after the game, ah, this is good or this is not good, it's okay. But this is、uh, Singapore football. This I want to make together with our families. Okay.、Uh, do you think it's realistic to expect Singapore to get something from the matches against China? Do you think it's realistic for me to say Singapore can get a draw, Singapore can get a win against China? Do you think it's fair? Yeah, because、so、everyone watching the、uh, Asia Cup. So, everyone s a y、uh, maybe the Japan is one of the best teams, then Korea is one of the best teams. Uh, how their result? They joined the final, the best four. Korean is Japan. No one is joined the final again.、Mm. Best, even best four. Yeah? This football doesn't know before. Then、uh, for me, challenge. So when president talked to me about me, so in、uh, Berdi, before the season, so two years ago, nobody t h i n k about Berdi is promoted to the first division. No, not no, only a few. A few, Maybe a few. only the, the very yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, very fun. But,、mm. but this is football. Yeah, then if we challenge, okay, draw is enough. I, I, I never get draw. So, this is my experience. If、uh, it's aim, it's very correct. Yeah, if so, something happens, I don't know, but it's、uh, like target, it's always the same. So, always win. This also happened. Then, football is that interesting. So, everybody t h i n k about so in you know, like miracle or say, everybody say miracle, maybe so, Verdi is going to promotion, this is a miracle, but mi- miracle is not like happen, something else, so something reason. Then I'm looking for something reason to against China. Okay,、uh, Bernard, we'll close off with you.、Uh, we've talked at, at length today about the process that led to, to Ogura being appointed. You've talked about the short lease, and Ogura himself has talked about what he wants to do in the job. Speak to the fan directly now. You know, a, a fan who, let, let's be fair, you know, over the last few years, because of how results have went, are feeling down. You know, they,、mm. they, they, they feel they don't have the faith in the national team or, or in FAS. Speak to the fan now to basically get them to, to understand that, you know, this is a process that you believe in.、Mm. Uh, we've got two important matches coming up, one of them at our home、uh, national stadium. I'm sure you would want fans to come and watch and support Ogura in his first game. So, speak to the fan directly. So, Deepan, you know,、uh, I'm a fan of football as well, you know, and I'm a Singapore fan. So, I, I also have expectations. And what is the expectation that the average Singapore fan has? And I've always made this very clear it's to see a team that has a style of playing that makes us proud. To have players who are giving their all and are organized in a way that makes it very difficult for a superior team to beat us. And gives us a chance to beat a superior team. We know where we stand in football today. There's still a long way to go. Anybody who thinks that you know, we, we click our fingers, appoint a coach, and instantly a result will come out is fooling themselves. We know that this is a journey. And for Singapore football to actually improve to the level where we can become ASEAN champions again requires a revamp in our development system. And that's taking place. So that's going to be five, six years. But what we expect. From our boys in red is a performance that we all can be proud of. And that's the only criteria I have, you know, as a fan,、uh, for me to be proud. It, 
if we, you know, Jürgen Klopp says this, right, and I'm going to quote him because obviously, you know, right now he's the flavor of the month. Uh, if we have to lose, let's lose gloriously, right? Lose in the best possible way. But obviously, the aim is always to win. And that's the challenge I give to Coach Ogura and his entire team. And I trust that he has the same philosophy in his heart. So all I ask for is a Singapore team that makes us all proud. And, and that's what we will all look forward to. Uh, Bernard and Coach Ogura, thank you for coming on the Hard Tackle. Thanks for being honest and also sharing the process with us. I do hope that fans understand it. And I do hope that the fans come and fill the stadium for our first game against China. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Send your feedback to podcast at sbh.com.sg. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or within our Straits Times app. Thanks for listening.